At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get back into breaking down the NCAA tournament coming up about 15 minutes or so from now. Our very own Matt Humans will join me in studio and we'll get his take on the brackets overall and then some circled games for the first round on Thursday and Friday. But we have to talk about the huge quarterback news in the NFL. Kirk Cousins got a $35 million extension. I'm kidding. Well, no, I'm kidding. He did get a $35 million extension, so good. Kirk Cousins staying with the Vikings. But no, Tom Brady's back. He's back. Tom Brady going on social media to say, quote, these past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates, and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business. Let's blank go. Brady coming back. Last season, and by the way, why, why wouldn't you come back when last season led the NFL in passing yards, touchdowns, completions, and attempts? <laughs> and the Bucs losing to the eventual Super Bowl champions in the Rams. Why wouldn't you come back? This has completely changed all of the markets. The Bucs saw their odds go from 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, down to 10-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Currently, right now, on the DraftKings Sportsbook, they are 8-1 to to win the Super Bowl. They are the favorites, co-favorites with the Green Bay Packers to win the NFC. And Tom Brady is now your third favorite to be the NFL MVP behind Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Brady dropped from 45 to 1, and these books, which is crazy, they still left Brady on the board. And I feel like there are people that put that gave that took a ch- took a chance, right? 
because there was the potential. Sure, if he retired, it's a, it's a, it's a null bet, right? Because I believe the books were saying that if he does retire, then you would just get your money back. So people were placing bets on Brady. They kept it on the board at like 45 to 1 or whatever. And now it's down to 9 to 1, even lower. I, I heard Chris Andrews from the South Point earlier here on VSIN talking about how they got the, the lowest odds. So if you want Brady to be the MVP, don't bet it at the South Point because it's 4 to 1 now. And the reason being is because they took some bets earlier from somebody who apparently he had to know some information. Because they took multiple bets from a guy that was uh, betting Tom Brady to win the MVP when it was like 40 to 1, then 20 to 1. And so they dropped it with the news. It's down to 4 to 1, things like that. So, uh, Brady, you take a look now. And what will they do? I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks. And when it comes to. Tom Brady, in his career, as ESPN's Field Yates tweeted out, his last nine seasons, 2013 lost in the playoffs, 2014 won the Super Bowl. In 2015, lost in the playoffs. So in 2016, they won the Super Bowl. In 2017, lost in the playoffs. In 2018, won the Super Bowl. In 2019, Lost the playoffs. In 2020, won the Super Bowl. 2021, lost the playoffs. In 2022, do they win the Super Bowl? Uh, That would be something that is just unprecedented. It's to guide a guy to win those Super Bowls in like every other season. Going back to what was year it started with uh, 2014. So that was 2014 would have been the South Super Bowl 49. Patriots, Seahawks. Then they win that one. Skip a year. Win the next one over the Falcons. Skip a year. Win the next one over the Rams. Skip a year. Win the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Skip a year. Maybe win the Super Bowl with the Bucks would be just unbelievable. But again, the odds are now down. Bucks are eight to one to win the Super Bowl. They are the favorites in the NFC uh, South now at minus two hundred. And let's just let's call it what it is. With Tom Brady back, this team is a lock to win this division. Saints are in a transition. Panthers, same deal. Falcons, eh. The Bucs have no competition in this division. They win this division. They're going to rack up the wins because they could very easily go 6-0 in this division. And then, you know, let's look at the Bucs' schedule here. The Bucs' uh, opponents, they will play against well, a lot of contenders because we know um, they're a good team. Their home games... Falcons, well, let's forget about the division games. We know the division games. Their home games, Ravens, Bengals, Packers, Chiefs, Rams, Seahawks. Their road games, Falcons, Browns, Cowboys, Steelers, 49ers. 
that's a difficult schedule. That's not an easy schedule. I mean, it might be one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. So let's say they get the six wins in their division. Okay, beat the Cowboys for a seventh win, beat the Bengals for an eighth win, beat the Seahawks for a ninth win. Mm, Beat the 49ers for a 10th win? At Arizona? uh, Green Bay? Dallas? Baltimore? I I don't know, but this is certainly something that kind of stole the spotlight from Selection Sunday for a bit. And it's good, you know. I feel like there's a large portion of the population that just doesn't know an NFL without Tom Brady. And it's crazy. It's hard for, you know, even someone like me, you know, in my late 30s here. And it's uh, for the bulk of my football watching or football, certainly my football gambling life, Tom Tom Brady's been the guy. Ever since Mo Lewis knocked out Drew Bledsoe, it's been Tom Brady. <laughs> so uh, that is certainly the, the huge news in the NFL, overshadowing uh, everything going on with a draft coming up. Uh, not a lot of people talking about that, and certainly you know overshadowing the news here, Selection Sunday, and uh, you know, anything else going on. But yes, let's mention, worth mentioning the other stuff here in the NFL. Kirk Cousins did get a contract. Uh, He got a contract extension. He is staying with the Minnesota Vikings. One year, $35 million. So he will be the uh, new quarterback. He will stay here. Um, He also gets uh, 2023, an additional season. So um, Cousins... Uh, was due to get $35 million in cash, counts for $45 million against the salary cap, but by extending to 2023 and adding two voidable years in 2024-2025, the team did lower their salary cap um, hit for this season, which means that they could be players here in free agency and and see what they can do. Uh, Elsewhere, the Cowboys keep Michael Gallup, talented wide receiver, The Cardinals came to a deal with Zach Ertz. And uh, with the Tom Brady news, he'll have his center back as well as Ryan Jensen does agree to come back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Tom Brady will have his center back and he'll have the bulk of his uh, team back with the weapons that they have. And the Bucs will certainly be a very, very popular team to go to the Super Bowl this next season. Problem is just, like I mentioned before, it's um, it's the schedule. It's very difficult to see them winning 12 to 13 games, something like that. Um, but it's absolutely going to be dominating their division and then regardless of what their record is, after they dominate their division, they're going to have a home game in the NFC playoffs. Do I think that they're going to compete for the number one overall seed with the team like Green Bay? I don't know. Because that schedule is brutal. We're talking about the Cowboys. We're talking about the Bengals, the, the Ravens. So with all those teams on the schedule, 
Don't know how many wins the Bucs are going to get, but certainly when it comes to playoff time, and yes, they will have a home playoff game, they could absolutely go to the Super Bowl. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get back into the NCAA tournament. Coming up next, our very own Matt Humans will join me in studio as we break down the brackets, look for potential upsets, and figure out the best bets for the first round of the tournament here on Thursday and Friday. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, right here on v the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Time for the Yingling Pick'em Challenge. Bring the goods during college basketball's biggest tournament. Play for free in eight pools and make winning picks for your share of $40,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Yingling now to join the action. Yingling, logger up and bring the goods. Terms and conditions and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you, joined in studio by our very own Matt Humans here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. You, you ever have Yingling? Drink Yingling? Of course. Yeah? yeah? Can't get it out here. You can't? No. Well, unless somebody, unless there's a <clears throat> supplier that, that's getting them, you really, uh, there's nothing really west of the Mississippi that, uh, that distributes it. It's not my favorite, but it's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. I'm back of, east. From back, more of an east coast yeah, thing. Yeah. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I do enjoy. I do enjoy. Yeah, it is my deal. Uh, Bracket time. I have a process. I'm curious about your process. Uh What's your process? My process is as soon as the field of 68 is unveiled, I get one of these sheets, which you can get on vsin.com, a printable vsin bracket, and I fill it out. Gut picks. I don't do any analysis. Uh I don't do any research. I don't even look at the point spreads. I just look at the bracket, and I just fill it out. And then I take this, I fold it up, and I put it away. Over the course of the next couple of days, talk to people like you, talk to all of our experts here at VSIN, I do my research, I fill out a bracket prior to Thursday. I then pull this back out, Mm -hmm. and I see where I differentiate. And I go, hmm, why did my gut tell me to pick Memphis 
but my research told me to pick Boise. And I go and I say, well, what's my pick? So my gut bracket, without any analysis, my final four, Duke, UCLA, Villanova, Kansas. Thoughts on the gut? And you have Duke winning the tournament. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I hope you're wrong. (laughs) This was my gut. Duke over Kansas in the national championship. I've got money on Duke just uh, basically because if Duke wins, I'm going to be physically ill. So I thought I might as well (laughs) profit from that. So I have, you know, I think Duke's got the personnel to uh, get there. I thought Duke would get an easier draw. Mm. And uh, so I was a little bit surprised that the committee put Gonzaga and Duke in the same region. Yeah. And I did not think that was going to happen. So I think Duke's chances a little bit less than uh, I would have guessed. Yeah. Well, we got the potential for that rematch. We did see Duke beat Gonzaga earlier this year on the neutral floor. We also have the potential. I got UCLA going to the final four. And we have the potential, should Gonzaga and UCLA get to the final four, the rematch of that incredible uh, thing we saw last year. So there is that potential. Um, Yeah. I will. Yeah. I I thought Mm -hmm. I'm. Listen, I I don't I can't get off this UCLA team. I was on them before the season started. I was hosting the summer in the South Point. We had Mick Cronin in studio, talked to coach. He's all coaches are salesmen, but he was you know talked very talked glowingly about his team and why not look at the tournament run they made last year. Most talented team he's ever coached. Yeah, and so I'm thinking, you know what? I'm really high on this UCLA team. Now the season didn't go. The way I, I thought it would, they gave Arizona a great game, though, in the Pac-12 final. And now, I, in my gut, I put them in the final four. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not going to argue with that because the East region, I think Baylor is a, uh, a fragile favorite. Let's say yeah. the, the number one seed, I'm not going to be surprised if Baylor goes down early and UCLA is in that top half of the mm-hmm. bracket with Baylor. So I'm probably going to have UCLA emerging yeah. uh, from that top half of the bracket as well in the bottom half. You got two teams at one point this season looked like they, they were going to be number one seeds in Kentucky and Purdue. Now, the Boilermakers have faded here in the uh, past month or so. Haven't covered a closing line since February 8th, by the way. Oof. And uh, Kentucky, I don't know what happened to the Wildcats in the SEC tournament, but, man, that was ugly. Yeah. Uh, but still, you, you kind of have to erase that from your memory, Scott. Mm-hmm. you got to have a short memory. Don't react to what you saw most recently, especially in these conference tournaments. I think a lot of times you want to – Fade the teams uh, that won conference tournaments or that made long runs in conference tournaments. Uh, remember last year, Ohio State. Yeah. Um, you know, Ohio State goes, uh, makes a big run in a Big Ten tournament, gets to the title game, and then uh, goes to the NCAA tournament and gets upset by Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. That number opened 17 last year, <laughs> I think, and the Buckeyes went down in the first round. So a lot of times I'm looking to fade the teams that uh, looked really good in conference tournament week. And you, you have to erase from your memory some of the poor sure. performances. Duke, how bad did Duke look against Virginia Tech Terrible. in the ACC final? Terrible. Disgraceful, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's, that's part of my uh, handicapping approach to this week. Because in terms of uh, just filling out a bracket, I've only won a few bracket contests in my life. You know, there's been a few years where I've nailed the bracket and won, but it doesn't happen often. And one thing is when I approach these brackets, I, I was always thinking in the mind of a, uh, or thinking along the lines of a handicapper, um, I'm used to uh, betting games against the spread, not just picking the straight yeah. up winners. And uh, I'm going to do this bracket tonight, and I can guarantee you when I get done with it, I'm not going to love it. Oh, of course. It always happens. <laughs> when you get done, 
you get to the final you, four you, and you're like, yeah. yeah, that's not the way I plan things to happen. Of course, because there, there's so many games down. that you like. Like, there's a lot of games where I'm going to take the points with a lot of these teams, yeah. but I don't necessarily think they're going to win. Right. So that's okay. And in my bracket, I'm not going to have that team winning, but I'm certainly going to take that team uh, with the points. Uh, before we get to some specific games, uh, let's just talk in a broad sense in terms of teams. Mm-hmm. Arizona in the South region. When you looked at the rest of the teams in that bracket, yes. which of those teams in the bracket has the best chance to beat the Wildcats? Uh, and is that, it another Wildcat? It's another team. Wildcat. Yeah. I, I think some people are going to love Tennessee because of the way the Vols played mm-hmm. in the SEC tournament. But again, I'll, I'll probably look to, to fade the Vols a little bit off that uh, tournament run. I think it's Villanova Wildcats. So you're and again, that's chalk, and I hate yeah. I hate to predict chalk, but well, when you're filling two, out a bracket, two over a one is not a chalk, but it's chalk that the two's going to get there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the number one Arizona, number two Villanova. Those mm-hmm. are teams I've liked a lot all season. You know, you mm-hmm. put them in the same region in the South, and I'm going to have a hard time not having chalk advance in that bracket. I think the one upset I'm going to look at might be Chattanooga over Illinois. Oh yeah, uh, Chattanooga mocks seven and a half point dogs. I've already made that bet. Uh, when I made the bet, I said, am I going to be brave enough to pick Chattanooga to uh, mm-hmm. advance in the bracket straight up? You know, <laughs> certainly, I think Chattanooga's got a great shot to win the game straight up, so I w- probably will pick that upset. Well, that's one of my upsets. Yeah. I have it here written down because this is what I – This are, these are my two standards when it comes to the NCAA tournament. I love veteran teams. Okay, it's not just about seniors, sure. but it's about teams that have been together. So mm-hmm. I looked up. Teams that had over 80% of their minutes from last season playing this season. Okay. Okay? So you carry over the bulk of the playing time from last year. They stayed together. They played this year. And then I love three-point shooting teams. So teams that are top 10 in the nation in three-point shooting percentage. The veteran teams. Here's your list. Over 80% returning minutes from a season ago. St. Mary's. Jacksonville State. South Dakota State, UCLA, Colorado State, Purdue, Chattanooga, Richmond, and Colgate. Your top 10 three-point percentage teams. South Dakota State, Colgate, Purdue, Virginia Tech, Davidson, Loyola, and Jacksonville State. Now, if you noticed, there's four teams that cross over there. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville State, 16.5-point dogs against Auburn. South Dakota State, only plus two against Providence, Purdue laying 16.5 against Yale, and Colgate getting 7.5 now against Wisconsin. That line went down because it opened at 9 and has been bet down to 7.5. Any of those dogs that you like, or maybe Purdue laying the heavy number? I'm not going to lay the heavy number Mm -hmm. with Purdue because, like I just said, that team hasn't covered a closing number since February 8th. So it's it's been a a team that's been overrated in the betting market. Now, um, I I think – the four teams there that fit the Scott Seidenberg criteria mm-hmm. are interesting because uh, <laughs> Colorado State is a team I like a lot going into the season, but I don't like the matchup that Colorado State has against, against Michigan because Michigan. mm-hmm. Michigan's got talented bigs. Colorado State's a team with not a lot of size. Mm-hmm. David Roddy is the big man, big body Roddy. Uh, he's <laughs> kind of built like you for Colorado State. He's a horse. So you're saying he's a stud. But he's six six. He's going up against. <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, Musa Diabate and Hunter Dickinson, and Mich- Michigan's got more size. I also think the Wolverines are going to be on edge a little bit after getting upset and giving up the big yep. lead uh, to Indiana in the Big Ten tournament. So I like the situation there uh, for Michigan. But I, I agree in general. I agree completely with what you said because you want to look for 
uh, veteran teams and teams that shoot the three well, and uh, that's what I'll be looking for too. And I think uh, Davidson will be a team that uh, yeah. you know that I have liked all season. I thought it was going to be dangerous going into this tournament. So a couple of those teams fit into very popular upsets in the history of the NCAA tournament. The 12 is over a 5, mm-hmm. and in more recent history, the 13s over the 4s. Yes. Let's talk about those games coming up next and see which ones we like, plus the points, or perhaps an outright victory. He is Matt Humans. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We will continue the bracket breakdown coming up next. Don't forget, you can follow us all on the network here at VSIN Live and go to vsin.com. Find out all the ways you can watch and listen to us right here on the Sports Betting Network. By popular demand, the VEASAN Help Desk has returned. Our writers, hosts, and experts are here to answer your questions on all things college basketball. The VEASAN Help Desk is here for you, not only for the big dance, but on the NIT, the CBI, and the CIT. Submit your questions at VEASAN.com madness, and it can be answered by our experts on the air or on VEASAN.com, including one of our experts, the very, uh, very best right here, Matt Humans. You read him in Point Spread Weekly. You watch him on every show on the network because the guy's always on the network. Uh, but Monday through Friday on the edge, of course. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead. And when, when it comes to upsets, Matt, in the mm-hmm. tourney, the 12 versus 5 is the most popular one. Why? Because it's happened 51 times. Okay? And there was that stretch where it actually happened, what, three 12 seeds, one in 2013, three 12 seeds in 2014, of course, everybody rushed to bet them in 2015, and it didn't happen. But three number 12 seeds won in 2019. And then in last season, Oregon State beat Tennessee as a 12-5. Sure. But in recent memory, recent history, the 13-4 matchup has actually produced a lot of upsets. In 2018, there were two. Buffalo over Arizona, Marshall over Wichita State in 2019. One, UC Irvine over Kansas State. And then last season, we had two with Ohio beating Virginia and North Texas over Purdue. Let's start with the 12 fives. Any of those catch your eye as a potential upset? You got UConn, New Mexico State, Houston, UAB. You have Iowa, Richmond, and St. Mary's against the play-in winner of Wyoming, Indiana. You know, Iowa... Hawkeyes are red hot going into this tournament, but off that four games and four days run through the Big Ten tournament, they might be a bet against in the first round, but they open minus 10. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to lose, but I might look to take the points against the Hawkeyes. I don't love the 5-12 matchups in terms of predicting an upset because New Mexico State might be a popular uh, pick for some people, a seven-point dog against UConn. I really don't see the Aggies pulling mm-hmm. the upset there. Same. Same. The one five seed I think is going to go down, and you and I are probably going to be on the same page here, is St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think the Gales deserve to be seated as high as number five. Obviously, the upset of uh, Gonzaga is a big reason St. Mary's got a five. I think Randy Bennett is a hell of a coach. He's one of the best in the business. But I expect Indiana to, be, to beat Wyoming in the 
the first four in Dayton. Yep. And I think Indiana could be the team that takes down St. Mary's in that 5-12. That's exactly what I have here in the gut bracket. Uh, I, I'm, I'm exactly with you because I don't like the other te- the other matchups. I don't think any of them are going to be upsets. I do, however, like a couple of 13 seeds uh-huh. against the four seeds. So here we have Akron, UCLA. That's not the one I like because I love the Bruins in that matchup. Uh, Vermont, Arkansas is an intriguing one. Chattanooga, Illinois. That's the first one that I think could is going to happen. And South Dakota State against Providence, I think, is going to happen. Providence, Matt, is a team that I have just been waiting to bet against. This team is the number one luckiest team in college basketball. That is not a uh, hyperbole. That is a fact. Just go to Kempom. Look at the luck rating. They are number one. They win all these close games. The way that they got blown out in the Big East tournament showed me who this team really is. And I am going to pick South Dakota State over Providence. When you see a line like that, that is so low for a mid-major like South Dakota State, against a team that won the Big East regular season and the line is only two, that's got to tell you something. <laughs> I think this is only the third time that a number four seed has been favored by three points or fewer against a number 13. Wow. Only the third time. So I, I like South Dakota State in the game too. And I, actually, it's one of my best bets. I've got a list here of 12 bets I've made so far. I took South Dakota State plus two against, against Providence. Now, thing I don't like is that's going to be a really popular play with a lot of yeah, people. Yep. And also, you're not really stealing anything there by taking two points mm-hmm. with a number 13 seed. Typically, you would get at least you know four or five, yeah. six points in a situation like that. And you're asking the 13 seed to win the game straight up. But I like the Jackrabbits enough. You're talking about a team that shoots threes, yeah. a veteran team. Yep. Uh, Providence, I've said it like 30 times in the past <laughs> month. I feel like the Friars playing with fire. They got torched, finally, in the Big East tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I like uh, South Dakota State in that matchup. I just talked about Chattanooga. Yeah. I bet uh, the Mox plus 7.5 against Illinois. Uh, I took 15 with Akron against UCLA. Now, I don't think uh, UCLA is going to lose that game, but I thought that number was a little bit high, so I took 15. And, hey, man, Vermont has got a great shot to give uh, Arkansas all sorts of uh, hell in that 13-4 matchup. That Vermont team's legit. And uh, I'm not going to pick – I'm probably not going to pick Vermont in a straight-up upset. But um, that's another 13, I think, that's uh, – it's got a chance, a pretty good chance to win the game. You said earlier that you like fading teams that had success in the conference tournament, okay? Virginia Tech wins the ACC, mm-hmm. and everyone's going to remember the win over Duke and how impressive Virginia Tech looked. <laughs> they are going to be probably the highest percentage bet team in this first round because really? okay. of everyone remembering what they saw against Duke. You like Vatek over Texas? No, I like Texas. You like Texas. I've already got my best bet list here. I've got Texas in a pick em over Virginia Tech. And one thing. Uh, I like is what you just said. A lot of people are going to remember Virginia Tech blew out Duke in the ACC title game. Uh, Hokies shot the lights out from three. You're probably going to see some regression here in the tournament. And Chris Beard is still one of my favorite coaches. Now, the Longhorns blew a 40-22 halftime lead against TCU. Uh, But Chris Beard, I think, will get his team to regroup for the tournament. And uh, I kind of like the fact that Texas 
bat out in its uh, Big 12 opener. He's got some time to rest. Uh, Chris Beard's got – he's going to have some plenty of time to game plan for Virginia Tech, a Tech team that, hey, was not going to be in the field if it didn't beat Duke in the ACC tournament title game. So there's some situational angles here that I think set up well for a, a play on Texas, and uh, I have already made the bet. I bet Texas would have picked him. Let me ask you about another game that is – it's situationally intriguing. LSU against Iowa State. Oh, yeah. You know LSU is dealing – Will Wade is gone. They have all the, the allegations thing going against them. Can you see yourself backing an LSU team, laying four points against Iowa State? Maybe they rally around this situation, or does the Will Wade thing, does the whole turmoil get to these kids, and do you like Iowa State plus the points? Well, this is one of those games I kind of want to read about a little bit more this week. I don't yeah. have an opinion right now, but I, I can tell you this. I'm not going to be on Iowa State because – I don't respect the coach. D.J. Mm. Otzelberger is, uh, I think, if you ranked the 68 coaches in this field, he might be number 68. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll rank LSU's interim number 67. Now, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't ranked the coaches officially, but that's it's a really intriguing matchup because of that. How mm-hmm. many times do you see a team reach the NCAA tournament and then fire the coach? Yeah. Well, you know, so, uh, this... the Will Wade situation is a little bit different here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's a game I'm going to wait uh, and assess, I think, uh, over the next couple of days. I have not bet that game. All right, let's go rapid fire here. First number one seed to be eliminated. Baylor. And when will it come? I'll say second round. I, I think it could be Marquette or, or North, North Carolina. Carolina. Probably North Carolina. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, the two seed that goes the furthest. Uh, let's go... Is it Villanova? Let's go Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay, so would that be Final Four? That's a close call there because I like Villanova. Yeah. I like Kentucky. And mm-hmm. uh, I know you have Duke in your gut bracket. In the gut, in bracket. The gut bracket. I do got so, Duke in the gut bracket. I'm, I'm going to give Kentucky a slight edge here over Villanova, but that's kind of a toss-up to me. I, I like both those two seeds a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, the double-digit seed playing in the second weekend. Boy, that's a, that's a so, good one, too. So let's say of the teams that we could like here, um, there's definitely Indiana, right? That would mean uh, Indiana winning against St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. And then, well, Indiana-UCLA, I don't see that happening. Uh, San Francisco, I don't even think San Francisco beats Murray State. Uh, I don't think Colgate, South Dakota, maybe South Dakota State or Richmond, if both of those teams pull upsets. But Iowa, as you mentioned, is red hot coming into this tournament. Um, in, oh, okay. in, you know, you Michigan, talk, you talked long enough to give me time to get my answer. Okay. okay. So That's I'm going to say, I do. I'm going to give you two candidates here. I think Indiana as a 12 or Davidson as a 10. Davidson beating Duke second round, huh? Certainly could happen because Davidson can shoot the three ball and Duke is just not shown an ability to defend the three or really shoot it at a high level. It's not going to stun me if Davidson takes out Michigan State and Duke back-to-back. I, wow. I've been really high on the Davidson Wildcats all season. So, um, I think Indiana and Davidson both have a decent shot to reach that second weekend as double-digit seeds. I think Michigan has a chance Michigan to, has a shot to beat well. Colorado State yeah, yeah. and then beat Tennessee. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Michigan would be my third choice. Matt, I appreciate the time. We're going to be reading everything that you are writing on Point Spread Weekly and in our betting guide, which is a must-grab for the NCAA tournament. And uh, what do you got coming up this morning? It'll be uh, 
I'm oh, going back to my you. hotel room okay. here, and I'm going to write up, uh, <laughs> write up picks and uh, call them all night. And uh, we're working on Point Spread Weekly, trying to crank out as much stuff as we can here in the next uh, 24 hours. Awesome. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. Sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24 7 streaming daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, uh, Matt Humans, who was just here in studio with me, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They all have insights on every key team conference and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at the slate of games coming up here on Monday, both in the NBA and on the ice. We didn't do a little recap yet of what happened here on Sunday in hockey, but it was uh, an interesting day on the ice as the Penguins defeated the Hurricanes. That's a great matchup. Uh, Penguins beat the Hurricanes by a score of 4-2. to two. Sabres beat the Maple Leafs outdoors in the Heritage Classic. Uh, five to two. That one. Canadians in overtime over the Flyers. Four three. The Blue Jackets beat the Golden Knights. Six four. The Jets in a shootout. Four three over the Blues. Predators six two over the Wild. Islanders beat the Ducks. Four three. Avalanche shut out the Flames. Three nothing. Avenging that loss from a little over a week ago. Uh, Lightning two one over the Canucks. And the Kings topped the Panthers in an upset in a shootout. Three to two. So on Monday, here's what we have. Just one game. We have the Coyotes and the Senators. Not a great game, but a game nonetheless. Ottawa is minus 160 with a total of six. And looking at these two teams, well, there's not a lot to like. Uh, Arizona is the team that I would pick in this matchup. The last time these two teams played, 
I was all over the Coyotes. They went on to win 8-5 to five in that game. And uh, Arizona is playing really good hockey as of late. They won four straight games before losing to the Bruins 3-2. to two. And in that game, they were tied with Boston until Charlie Coyle scored in the final three minutes of the game. So Arizona playing very good hockey as of late. In that four-game winning streak, they beat the Avalanche 2-1. to one. They beat the Maple Leafs 5-4. to four. And they beat the Red Wings 9-2. to two. And the 8-5 win over the Senators. I would go with Arizona and the over in this game on Monday. The lone game on the ice for your Monday night. But there are plenty of NBA games to get into here on Monday. Here's what we got going down. The Clippers at the Cavaliers. Cleveland is a a 6.5-point favorite. The Battle of the MVPs, 76ers laying 2.5 at home against the Denver Nuggets. The Hawks, 12.5-point favorites at home against the Blazers. You got the Hornets, 8.5-point favorites at the Thunder. Timberwolves, 5-point favorites at the Spurs. Warriors are 12.5-point favorites at home against the Wizards. Bulls laying 5 on the road against the Kings. The Bucks are a point and a half favorites in Utah against the Jazz. And the Raptors, four and a half point favorites in LA against the Lakers. In that matchup of the battle of the MVPs, I'm taking the points with the Nuggets. First off, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinions, Nikola Jokic is going to be the MVP once again. He is the... uh, he, he leads in most every statistical category, whether it's your basic stats or your analytical stats or your advanced analytical stats. And yes, Joel Embiid's having a great season. He's up there on a lot of these categories as well, but Jokic is on more. And it's hard to deny the impact that Jokic has had, especially when you consider that Denver is a team that is playing without two of its best three players in Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. And yet still, they're 40 and 28 on the season. That is just one win short of the Philadelphia 76ers who are 41 and 25. The Nuggets are 40 and 28 playing without two of their top three players. Uh, and, And it's just amazing. I think that goes to show you just how valuable and how important Nikola Jokic has been to this team. That's how good he's been. So uh, I do like um, the Nuggets as an underdog, also considering that the Sixers just on Sunday played in overtime in Orlando against the Magic and barely won. I, I just, no, why? Should have blown them out. They were 10.5-point favorites. 10.5-point favorites that go to overtime. And there's something that uh, I know that I've been kind of anti-James Harden a little bit, or maybe a lot of it. I These videos of him at the club, I don't like. He's having a good time with his new teammates. He's having a good time in his new city. But uh, not having a good time when they're losing, uh, but they're winning. They're, they've won a lot of games with James Harden. He's been great, but I faded this team 
three times or two times, excuse me, in recent memory. And both times it came through. I was all over the nets. I know our buddy Ryan Rothstein wanted me to uh, bet with him and and uh, wear a James Harden jersey if the Nets uh, would have lost that game. And I said, you're on, buddy. And the Nets crushed them, embarrassed them by 30 or 29. And the game against the Heat, where the Heat beat them. I'm going to be on the Nuggets here. I'm going to take the points at the Nuggets and uh, you know probably just do money line as well. It's going to be a short money line uh, right now, plus 120. But you're giving me two and a half. I'll take the two and a half with the Denver Nuggets against the 76ers. And then our very own Dave Tooley. Uh, He talked about the betting system that he likes, calls it the swagger plays, where a team that snaps a six-game losing streak, you bet them the next game because they feel good about themselves after snapping the losing streak, and the market is still down on them because – they had just lost six straight. So they're not playing well. They're not a good team. Or it's not necessarily not a good team, even though Portland is not a good team. But they're not playing well. They lose six straight games. And then the market's like, hey, so what? They won a game. We're still going to make them heavily underdogs. Atlanta just played on Sunday. So this is the also second of a back-to-back, which I you know love fading. But they were 12.5-point favorites in this game on Sunday against the Pacers at home. And they barely covered. Indiana outscored them by 10 points in the fourth quarter, and the Hawks won by three, 131-128, despite Trey Young scoring 47 points. So it, it, it might be a hold-your-nose situation, but you hold your nose and you take the, Portland Trailblazers, ugh. The team that lost six straight games by 30, you know, 20-something, 30-something points. But, yeah, I can uh, I can kind of buy into what Dave was, Dave was saying there. And the other system that he was talking about was a team that has a six-game winning streak snapped. You bet against them the next game because maybe they're overvalued because of the six-game winning streak. And the Bucks are a point and a half favorites at the Utah Jazz. And Utah uh, playing pretty good basketball. Uh, Utah right now is fourth seed in the Western Conference. They've won six of their last ten. They are just a half game up on the Mavericks, though. For the four and the five. So you absolutely know that uh, they would love to win and keep winning. Final stretch of the season. See if they can hold off and uh, get home court in the playoff series. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Brad Powers will join the show at 9 a.m. Eastern. Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated. And then at 9.30 a.m., Vinny Maiulo from, uh, you know, the odds maker there at uh, the South Point uh, and and obviously, you know, contributor here on VSIN. Uh, Vinny will join the program at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Plenty of bracket breakdown coming up on Follow the Money. This is my gut bracket with Duke, UCLA, Kansas, and Nova in the final four. Duke over Kansas in the final. But we put this away. 
we do our analysis and our research we fill out another bracket on wednesday we revisit this wednesday night and we see where we differentiate that's to come this is the look ahead with me scott seidenberg on visa the sports betting network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.